I'm so glad to see that you're feeling better. You had a very close call. But you're gonna be all right. Now, just lie still. I'm gonna give you something. It's gonna make you feel even better. Beard and Dicks, musical fun time. <gasps> Oh hey! Okay, are you ready? Let's pray. I'm not ready for that. Move your body and move your elbow. Now let me see you go row, row, row. Hell no! That's right. I'm in physical pain. This hurts so bad. We do it all day, day. Welcome to the Bearded Dicks. Musical fun time. Yeah, you may have heard our self-produced intro where we uh, tried to cover a song by Insect Warfare with our mouth in the previous episode, and you may have just heard it again. I'm undecided (laughs) as to whether or not we'll be using that as our new intro song since it is extremely obnoxious, but... I'll tell you what, listeners, you'll probably know before I do. Yeah. So, that's cool. Uh, I'm Dick Fetty. I'm the Beardo. And we're musical weirdos. Yeah, nice. Yeah. You're like a rapper from the 90s. Yeah, yeah. You're like, you're like Big yeah. Willie style. Anyway, uh, so this week, I guess I'm starting. You're starting. With my best buy. Best buy. Now, I don't think I've covered this, and if I did, um, we'll keep this part in. And if I didn't, we'll cut it out. Well, we're going to leave it in either way. We, we had a bit of a discussion before this episode started, because neither of us can remember if this was covered in depth. I didn't used to always list what Ben did for his Best Buy, and it's possible in one of our deep cut episodes, uh, we we did this before we split the whole podcast into two different things. Yeah, you'd go into great detail of your disco box, then you'd like... Give you two you, minutes. You'd be like, you, there'd be like a path towards what I was doing. He'd be like, it was a comic book, or it was one of those one of those things with the stuff in it. Yeah. I, I, gave, like, it, I gave it better descriptors. That was only... There know. was like four episodes where it's just like, here we go again, another book. <laughs> this boy can read. We get it. <laughs> yeah, well, that was because that was funny. But anyway. So my best buy for the week is a comic book that I enjoy very much. I've only read the original run. Yeah which is essentially the quintessential run, Mm -hmm. a very good book called Crossed, which is originally created by Garth Ennis, who, if you don't know who Garth Ennis is, you don't read good comic books. And uh, He's the guy that wrote Sandman, right? mm, Is this this payback for the... It's payback. Oh, God. Oh, I quit. I feel sick. He wrote Good Omens, that show that they made on TNT, the one about the demon and the angel. Right. Everything about what you just said was it's just not on TNT. It's not out yet, I don't think. <laughs> yeah. Good omens. Garth Ennis. Look it up. I'm going to fuck you up your next episode. Search for that on Amazon. See what you get. And Jason Burroughs. Ah. Did yeah, the art. Summer Camp. Uh, it is a horror series like most of the comics I tend to read nowadays. Oh, it's um, all original. Fuck you. I'm so t- I'm just I'm just kind of burnt out on all new age superhero shit. Yeah. 
But in a time where... Spoiler alert, Endgame ends with... Going back to our normal programming. I hate you. <laughs> I hate you. So, in a time where we are so oversaturated with zombie shit that I'm fucking tired of it. Mm. I bet you're tired of it. Yeah. Most people are tired of this point. I don't know if anyone is even still watching The Walking Dead. No. Um, I never even finished the series, comic book-wise. Yeah. Well, and everybody's gay on that new shit, that Black Summer or whatever, that new zombie thing that just looks like, it just starts like fucking Walking Dead, and I'm like, no. Yeah, I just don't care I anymore. Refuse. I'm not doing it. Unless it's like a 1980s Fulci zombie that's like shambling and eating on tits, then I don't, I'm not yeah, gonna do it. I don't, I don't care. But anyway, so... What Cross does is it essentially takes the zo- zombie genre and turns it did on you, its head. Did you, did, so I think this is the first time you mentioned the name. So what's it called? What's, what Crossed. Is it? Crossed. I didn't mention it? Oh, well. We're here now. So it's sort of like that sick power violence band, Crossed Out, except for the word out doesn't is follow out. it. Yeah. <laughs> out with the out and in with the crossed. Yeah. So, like I said, it, it kind of takes the zombie genre and turns it on the head on its head. It is a virus or a disease that spreads through... Transfer of bodily fluids. Uh, the quote-unquote zombies, the crossed as they're called, are not mindless corpses, though. They are still uh, living people. They get this mark that goes from the middle of their forehead down and across the bridge of their nose, creating a cross. Mm-hmm. That's how they got their name. And the virus can be spread not just through a bite, it can be thre- spread through pretty much... Like an STD, yeah, so to speak. So they're it's it's like a cross between twenty eight days later and AIDS. Exactly. Like ra- rage, <laughs> AIDS, R- raids. Mm. Yeah. No. Age. No. Yeah, no. But it it is it's Garth Ennis, so it is like very serious. It it, it there it, there's a lot of blood. There's a lot of. There's rape scenes. Is this... He's the guy who did Preachers, on a serious note, right? Yes. Okay. And and a bunch of other good yeah. stuff. Uh, the Invisibles. He's a very good comic book writer. He's Scott. Yes. Okay. I believe he's Scottish, yes. And he, he's the one who has the big throwdown with what's-his-face, Alan Moore. Funny, I'm actually going to um, end up mentioning Alan Moore. But, yeah, he, he yeah he's one of those old-school, not-American comic book writers. It's like, I'm going to change the face of comic books. And then he does. Yeah. But... You know, the the first series takes place just like any other zombie thriller with a group of survivors. And it's really more about, like, how depraved and awful the crossed acts throughout the comic book. And it's it's very well done. The art is very good. Uh, it's not hyper-realistic. It's, it's realistic, but it's not, you know, crazy in the way that, like, there's a lot of shading and everything. It, it, it does have almost, like, that cartoon palette to it mm-hmm. but it's it's done very well almost similar to uh gabriel rodriguez from lock and key like okay. you know it's realistic but it still has that kind of kind not of hyper yeah, yeah it's not hyper stylized in any way and they really play on the whole disease turning you into just this rage rapey killy monster there is a scene i guess i'll ruin one thing it doesn't ruin the ending in any way, but the thing that really got me caught on the series was 
one of the characters gets shot and then ends up being across. And they're like, how the fuck does this happen? And they see a bunch of them jerking off into a bowl. And the one guy's like, oh my god, they're playing Ookie Cookie. Which, if our listeners don't know, it's where you and a bunch of your male friends get into a circle and you all jerk off over a cookie. And the last person to come on the cookie has to eat the cookie. Are they the winner? Are they the loser? That's up to you. Yeah. But they're doing this with a bowl full of bullets. Mm. So... They're shooting evil jizz bullets at you, which just, it, it just had me hooked. Yes. And there is some comedy to it. I mean, there's jizz bullets. Yeah, but no, there are some scenes that are, like, very harrowing and horrible to see, but there's comedy to it, and yeah. I don't want to give too much away about it. Sure. You should definitely read it. And there was, there was other series that came after it, so the original run was from 2008 to 2010, uh, Ennis worked on those 10 issues. And they close up very nicely. You don't necessarily have to read the rest of them. I haven't read past it, although I'd like to. I am a huge fan of comic book series that don't go on forever, which is probably why I don't read DC or Marvel anymore, really. And a lot of my favorite comic book series are ones that have, like, you know, a nice buckled-up ending that you... Arcs, exactly, yeah. that you could add on to if you really wanted like to. Like Cowboy or Watchmen. Yeah, exactly. Or Lock and Key and Hellboy. That's what I said. Did you say Hellboy? I said Hellboy or I thought you said, I heard Cowboy. Ah, no, the old Cowboy (laughs) comics. Yeah, ye old Cowboy comic. So, they, Garth Ennis and Jason Burroughs worked on the first ten issues. And then after that came another seven issues called Family Values. One issue called 3D. Seven issues called Psychopath. And a hundred, a hundred issues called Badlands, which is still running now. And Badlands switches between artists and writers. One of my favorite bands, Say Anything, Max Bemis, who no longer is in a band anymore. And he's pretty much focusing on running comic books. He worked on some of that. Is he still sober or did he relapse? He relapsed during their last album. So, but some of the other bigger names, and if you're into comics you you may know who these people are if you're not you may not but Garth Ennis definitely one of them Alan Moore did a run really mm-hmm David Lapham and uh, C Spurrier I don't know how to say his last name mm-hmm. but they're all very good writers in their own right so, I mean so Badlands is like now just a vehicle for anybody to tell the story in the universe kind of thing yes okay yes I'm trying to think there was another comic that kind of went like that where They'd bring on different artists and writers. I mean, in Sandman, they brought on yeah. different artists, artists all, all the time. time. Yeah. I mean, they, it was, you know, always... Written Neil Gaiman. Yes. Yeah, it was always Neil Gaiman, but... I, it, it, I will say, and for our listeners that have heard this, thanks for sticking with us for this long. I'm near positive that you have covered this before as a Best Buy, or at least in almost the same depth. I mean, not in any way to diminish what you're doing now, because... We, we talked about this at the beginning of the... Or prior to the episode. Like, there are some things that require more than one recommendation. I'm never going to stop telling people that they should read Watchmen. Or, like, they should stop reading Book of the New Sun by Gene Wolfe. Right. So, I don't think it's inappropriate for us. And I'm pretty sure it was on an episode. I know it was recorded in a place that was significantly hotter with a significantly shittier microphone. Most definitely. So, it was probably a year or a year and a half ago. But... If you have heard this, you know, if you want to prove us wrong or right or whatever, go listen to our old episodes. And if you have heard the old episode, well, then kudos. Yeah, and if you're just coming in, 
go read Cross, because it's super good, and the art is very good, the writing is very good. Eventually, I'll probably read the later ones. I, I've almost picked up Badlands a couple times, but I never got around to it. But as far as comic horror comics go, they're very... It's a lot more... For something that's so popular and been touched by so many writers, it is very brutal, let's say. Yeah. And writers that are very... I mean, Alan Moore, he's always kind of had that style. You, you know, there's rape scenes in his comics, there's hardcore blood and stuff, but to have something like that on the forefront nowadays just seems not as... Not as apparent, especially for a comic company like I think I think they're on Avatar, is the name of the company that produced it. Yeah, Avatar Press. Okay. And you know they're not even one of like the lower three. Yeah. You know we 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 got like the main two, which are DC, Marvel. You got Dark Horse, IDW, Image. I guess Image is technically higher. Is Vertigo up than... part of DC. Vertigo is owned by DC. Okay. That's their stuff that they don't want to have the DC logo on because and it's a little too goopy. And that's and that's a lot of, like, gaming, right? Wasn't... Because I think... Vertigo's... Some Swamp Thing stuff. Oh, right, okay. There's there's a lot of stuff on there that's... The more adult-rated stuff ends okay. up on Vertigo. Although, as years have progressed, stuff like that has ended up in Batman. Yeah, well, things have changed, yeah. yeah. Comic book code is a lot more lax nowadays, but... Yeah. Definitely check it out, man. Uh, I don't think it's going to be something you're going to be able to pick up at a Barnes & Noble. But they they it's still running, so you might be able to get a trade. Probably be able to get a trade at your local comic book shop. And I guarantee you can get it off of Amazon. And there's a full collection of Garth Ennis' original run, which doesn't go for too much money. Yeah. And like always, especially with comic books, you know, I think we both would heartily recommend trying to find your local comic shops and paying the couple extra dollars to get them there especially if you're just going to buy like a trade it's or the what do they call them like it's trades the collections yeah them? trades yeah, the yeah, collections yeah, yeah. so i'm not up on all that shit but uh yeah like cuz that's what i did when i bought all the hellboy stuff in lock and key was there's that's a place, how you got me into lock and key now it's my favorite fucking thing yeah but it was there was a there's a couple comic shops in philly where it's yeah it's like a couple dollars more but like you're supporting a local business and then i always just buy anytime there's like remotely interesting looking indie comics that are self-published i always just buy them up because i like that shit i have that one that's like the vortex faces thing that's all yeah really fucking weird and cool so go go support your local businesses and yeah definitely support your local comic shop i know i've had experiences at least when it comes to horror comics if i'm talking to someone they don't always horror comics are still kind of on the bottom of the barrel as far as comic book collectors go. Yeah. But it, it's definitely good to go out and actually be there and get to flip through stuff. You know, I don't like ordering a lot of shit like that online if I don't have to. I like to go to... Like, I like I still like going to bookstores. I don't like buying yeah. books off of Amazon even though that's what got them famous. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Fair. Yeah. Are you ready for your disco box? Yeah. Goodbye. Best Buy. One of the best despised. I just mentioned it briefly, but I do... This is unrelated, tangentially related. Gene Wolfe passed away, I guess, about a month and a half ago. And his books, Book of the New Sun uh, series, and then a bunch of other books. He's an incredible writer. I've never read anything by him I didn't think was amazing. 
And Book of the New Sun series became like my favorite four books of all time after I read them the first time. Surplanting Dune. And uh, he rules, and so honor him by checking out a book by him that you've never read before. I mean, this is like two months. This is going to be online two months after he passed. But just to make yourself aware, because he's, he's not one of those sci-fi writers a lot of people mention, and he should be at the tip of everybody's tongue. Disco Box. <laughs> Eventually, I'll borrow that book from you. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, let's uh, open it. You want to open it? Yeah, I guess so. Can we just peer through? There's a cat in there. No, that was... That was you've, been a, feeding, you've been feeding the Disco Bots box. cats? A little bit, yeah. Oh, shut up, cat. Oh, get in there. Get back yeah, in there. All my records are scratched up, but it was totally worth it to hear the sound of a cat in heat dying inside the Disco Box. It's sort of like a cross between the Gom Jabor and a Mimic from Dark Souls. That was incredible. Thank you. So, anyways, my first recommendation is ridiculous. And I've I've recommended <laughs> a lot of ridiculous music on this podcast. I don't think you saw this band with me, but maybe you did. Uh, I've seen them once, I think, but maybe twice. I, I can't remember drinking. But uh, the band Coffins, it is their, I guess proper second album maybe it's technically their third it's sort of their discography is kind of a mess uh buried death from 2008 on 20 bucks spin so i did not hear this until 2011 at which point they had pretty much popped off and they really hit their stride as far as international fame within the years following that but like kind of 2010 11 i think was the sort of the turn of the tide and i just happened to get swept up in it and Coffins are ridiculous. They they basically like rip off Hellhammer slash Celtic Frost and other early simple death metal and basically do this. There's like a crust element to it. There's a lot of the umtats that we talked about previously on the carcass episode where it's like doom dam 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 and it just they're they're Everything that they do is the lowest common denominator. Like, it's the... It's all of it is just simple and crude, but, like, ultra effective. And it's just, like, sort of very basic nature, which is the especially Hellhammer aspect of their music. Um, Buried Death is, at least for me, they haven't really surpassed it in their large catalog they're very prolific they do a lot like a shitload of splits i think they between buried death and the fleshland did something like 10 or 15 splits and then like a bunch of mini albums and live albums and a compilation of all their splits and a bunch of other shit and not everything they do is good although they do really excel on splits because their formula sort of gets tired after an hour uh but buried death manages to keep it all together to have enough variation between the songs and everything else to sound good and it avoids the extremely plastic-sounding distortion of their earliest material and their, like, overly crusty sound of the material that follows it and have, like, a nice balance between powerful and ultra-distorted and just, like, barbarian sort of quality. There's a lot of, like, <laughs> in the vocals and shit. Like, just these... Like, yeah, no, it's it's this very Celtic Frost, uh, Tom G. Warriors. Like, he just does a lot of these, like, kind of things and th this band does that big time and i love those type of like uh clandestine blaze is the same thing in a lot of their songs right. where it's just like you know who's also very 
Celtic Frost influenced. And, you know, the vocals are, they're all just like super simple. The lyrics are simple. The ideas are simple, but it's just really well executed and extremely enjoyable. And those lyrics are what? Like, do you want to take a ride on my banana boat? No, it's it's more of uh, just like there's a song called Decapitated Crawl and they just keep saying like and like they they have this inflection Uchino who's the main dude for a long time is just like it's like and like just you know and they're like if you know coffins you know what I'm talking about it's fucking stupid and if you you like coffins then you're down with the sickness and if you're not then you know i don't want to say they're the disturbed of death metal because it's not that bad (laughs) (laughs) but like they definitely they 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 they'll they encourage you to turn your brain off but i will say so you didn't see them with me right in philly at the mill creek so i went speaking of hemorrhoids I had a, a horrific... <laughs> Were we talking about hemorrhoids? At the beginning of the episode, I think. I don't if that, if that stays in, if not, there's no context. But anyways, <laughs> the first time I ever got a blood-clotted uh, external hemorrhoid was two days before I went to see Coffins in Philly. And it was Coffins, Ilsa, Bones, and some other band. It was a fucking awesome night of death metal. And I had this fucking golf ball size, just huge blood clotted hemorrhoid sticking out my ass. I could barely get in and out of my car, and here I am, like mid mosh. In I guess it was the end of May because it was right before Death Fest. They I were mean, in, what's more metal than bleeding out your ass? Yeah, right. They were in the United States to play Death Fest, and they got invited up to Philly and to do like a mini tour around that. And it was fucking great. Like it was exactly what I thought it would be, which is just a bunch of like sweaty Japanese dudes making like primo like caveman music and a bunch of fucking Americans who had lost their shit. And I was sadly sober for this. I mean, it was good in the sense of I remember it, but like I would have liked to have been trashed because it was just a bunch of drunk motherfuckers like circle pit. And it was extremely violent for like such not like it's not mosh music in the way Morbid Angel is like there's there's none like the speedy shit. It's just everything slow or even slower than that. And, uh, playing yeah. one note a minute. Yeah. Well, not, not that it's not sun, but, um, yeah, you know, they're, they're not a band I return to like Anatomia and coffins. I got into at the same time. Anatomia like are an incredible band who only get better. You like Anatomia? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. And then coffins is like, like they're Japanese brothers who they've done some split was splits with two, but like they just, they never, like, they they just started doing, like, Duster when they were 13 and, like, never stopped. It's, like, sort of, <laughs> like, their, their progression. So, um, but Buried Death is sick, and it's cheap, and it's readily available, and if you're going to get one Coffins album, it's the one to get. Alters and Gore is, like, the highlight song and is, like, sitting in the middle of the album. And the one right after it called Mortification to Ruin is just, like, doom, doom, doom. And then just, like, huge guitar feedback where it's, like, yeah. You're like that guy. You're pretty much the guy from Police Academy. Yeah, thank you. The blips, the bloops. Yeah, no, that's that's from Spaceballs. But yeah, same guy. Yeah. So that's yeah it's good <laughs> shit and uh when i was in law school i and was drinking it was <laughs> we had a lot of fun together so anyways that's number one 
Can I just get that out of the way real quick? Yeah, just get that out of the way. Yeah. Uh, number two, this will be quicker. So, yeah. Uh, Viscera Infest, another Japanese band. They are they're somewhere between gore grind and brutal death metal. They sort of don't... They, they don't really succumb to all the shittiness of many gore grind tropes, but their album cover for this one, it's like I think it's like a deformed, skinless baby's face or something. I can't oh. really tell you. It's pretty gross. And uh, it's called Sarcoidosis. They do have all of the gore grind tropes of songs that are like five lines long of just a series of pathology terms strung together. And they're a Japanese band that worship the Mexican band Disgorge. And as such on this first album by them, all of the samples are horror movie samples, but from the Spanish language dubs of those movies, including two different samples from the shining dubbed in Spanish. Oh man. Yeah. So that's uh, a fucking deep cut, man. Yeah, no, I know. And I'm was pretty pleased with myself because I figured out all the samples without having to look them up. There's zombie, there's, um, Dawn of the living dead. There's two from the shining. There's another one. Um, I think there's a non-sploitation film, but anyways, they write like their, their drummer is incredible. He is a fucking lunatic machine, and the production for the album is sadly way less beefy than it should be for this kind of music, to my taste. But the the shredding, the dr- the riffing rather is is really fast. They occasionally dip into atmospheric bits, and the vocals avoid the constant gurgling bowel sound, and instead have like more of a brutal death metal tone to them. And it's just like a really good, really quick fucking album. Uh, well, album four fucking two, but album came out 2007 on Obliteration Records, which is Butcher ABC's uh, record label, which is one of like the oldest gore grind projects from Japan, oldest metal projects generally. It's a really solid album. They they have a follow up one that I think they still have their original drummer for, but maybe they had switched. I ordered it recently, and then the order got canceled because they didn't actually have a copy. The production on that one's like way shittier sounding, but is also very good. And then they have a really nice live recording that I have on tape that sounds better than the two albums because their live sounds kind of pretty beefy. But being in the midst of all this coffins, anatomia and carcass, they're like a nice middle ground between all those things. I highly recommend Googling their um, Asu Asuka. I, th- I think it's the Asuka Death Fest. Uh, video they have, and then there's a video of their drummer in his underwear just playing drums like a lunatic, which you've seen yeah, a couple times. It's fucking awesome. Yeah, watch that shit. They're, that's a good way to dip your toes into Viscera Infest. Peep that if you don't. You're a fucking idiot. And uh, on the complete opposite end of the spectrum, my last recommendation is uh, the Virtual Self EP of the same name. Released in 2017 digitally, it's self-released. It's uh, Porter Robinson, who's like a big deal, trance breaks, EDM dude. This is his like side project. It's got an, it's sort of web 2.0 meets like modern web stuff. It's music that sounds like it should either be from Beatmania or Res or that PS2 era of rhythm action gaming. It's like, it's basically uplifting trance with a mixture of breaks and hard style here and there 
and I read somewhere described as like music for hentai and video games. Like those are I, two of my favorite things. Yeah, literally, it's like the ultimate weeb stuff, and all the art is that like late '90s, early 2000s, uh, especially Japanese influenced, um, like cyber future art shit, where it's like a lot of like clear frames and like half machine faces, very like Ghost in the Shell influenced, like but it, you're a trance artist CD shit. And his inter- website's all, like, multiple interactive, like, videos and orbs and all this, like, <laughs> all this shit that, like, ten years ago we would have, like, ran away from screaming but now is cool again. And it's an incredibly good EP. And even better than the EP is the song that came out after called Angel Voices, which is a remix of Ghost Voices and Angel together to create a new and better song that uh, I initially discovered through this game Beat Saber, which is like a VR rhythm action game. And that song's amazing. I've listened to it like 50 times in the three weeks since I've heard it the first time. Yeah, jammed out into your fucking car. Yeah, it's like the ultimate for driving really fast in a Japanese import, like down the highway late at night, like being very cool. While your waifu is giving you a blowy. Yeah, which means just like shoving a pillow vigorously into your lap with oh, a well, waifu I thought I was it. your waifu, but... Well, I mean, in this case, yes, but generally... Big 50-son! Ha-ha-ha-ha! Oh, you're so clever. And, um... <laughs> racist and, uh, <laughs> yeah so i'm like really hot on that so if you're like completely turned off by viscera infest or <laughs> coffins and think metal is lame and for nerds and are like first of late. all i don't know how you're still listening to yeah. the bearded dicks musical fun yeah and, and 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 second of all you're a dumb bitch but third of all if all that's true and you're still here then peep on this because basically if you want to like jack off to the cool devices hentai thing or la blue girl while feeling uplifted and less bad about yourself then like peep on this shit dude it's real good and it's free so also if you feel bad about jerking off to hentai you're a beautiful person and you deserve to be happy i'm gonna literally jerk off to hentai in like 10 minutes it's true he will (laughs) are those all of your recommendations i've shot my disco load we're gonna we're gonna close the box (laughs) and i'd like to um bring the listeners to a vote for the first time. Uh-oh. I, I want to buy a new hat. There's two hats. And I posed this question to Dick Fetty. Obviously I already answer. knew his answer before I even asked him, but I figured I would anyway. There's two hats. One has a picture of Bigfoot on it, and it says, I know Bigfoot exists because he tried to eat my ass. Incredible. There's another one that has the word hentai in Japanese on it. You guys tell me which one I should buy. And I'll post it on our Instagram, me wearing it, looking all sexy. Yeah, we'll post the poll on Instagram, too, and then we'll post the results. Oh, yeah, you can do that. I'm very bad at using Instagram. Yeah, me too. I'm just like, look at this cute cosplay girl, look at this cute, this, this cute artwork. I guess artwork. I'm just going to jack. guess I'm just going to merster I barely even know how to do a story. Anyway, that's it for us this week, folks. We will see you next week. With our Carcass Episode 2, Electric Boogaloo. Yeah, same Fetty time, same Same beard beard place. place.